It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now, we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. The San Jose Sharks proudly present the Patrick Marlowe Jersey Retirement, a special edition of Sharks Hockey Digest. It is a very special edition of Sharks Hockey Digest. It's Drew Romenda up here with the great Brent Hedekin, and we are looking forward to a wonderful night. Brett, you were involved in the game last night, the Legends game. What is it about the brotherhood of hockey players that is going to make this so special for Patrick? Well, I, I reminisced many times during yesterday's locker room banter and, and <laughs> just the brotherhood, as you mentioned, and thinking about Patrick and what this means to him. Uh, what it means for all these players to get on a plane for him and for the celebration, for what he's done for this organization to really plant the seed of his energy and the way he played the game and what now this game of hockey means to the city of San Jose and for him to know tonight that his number is going to be retired into the rafters has to be an incredible joy for him, not only for all these players to be here for him and to see that being raised to his kids being on the ice last night uh what a celebration this has been and i'm just really thankful that he was he allowed me to be a part of this in that locker room and be a part of that brotherhood the fraternity that we have to be in the nhl is something i'm very very thankful for and i'm really thankful to be a part of this organization even tonight the smile on your face was pretty big and bright uh, yesterday during the game I, it, it just I haven't been on the ice for a long time and I, it didn't feel good at times <laughs> but I I really I enjoy being out there with those guys that I know we all share that same bond that I don't care if you played one game or you played what Patrick has played um, we all share that brotherhood of, of being able to know the commitment the level of expertise the level of, of just training that it takes to play at this level so it was really neat to be part of that group and just to see that banter in that locker room last night I, and the interesting thing is too when like these fans haven't had a lot to cheer about in the last few years this is going to be a wonderful night for them you know one of the reasons why i was smiling i was looking out in the crowd and the the, the people the fans that were there last night i think were truly treated and and embracing those players that have planted the seed of hockey in san jose and it was just spectacular to see these fans really embracing last night it really was i mean that was there was so much of a buzz there's so much energy when we you guys went out in the ice and we were able to you know the broadcasters be able to to be out there as well it was so much fun to be around and see the joy on their faces that, that was the incredible part so what do you think tonight how how, how will we do well, we're gonna, it's going to be spectacular. I, I think that all the players that are here, it's something that's going to be really special for Patrick Marlowe. Well, it is time. Let's go down on the ice in the great Dan Rusinowski and Randy Hahn. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to SAP Center of San Jose. Happy Patrick Marlowe Day. Yeah. 
I'm Dan Rusinowski, and along with my broadcast colleague, Randy Hahn, we have the honor to serve as the host for tonight's historic festivities. To those of you who are here with us in person, you're in for a real treat, as we are witnessing a first in Sharks franchise history. We would also like to welcome everyone who is not here at SAP Center, wherever you may be, whether you're watching on our television broadcasting partner, NBC Sports California, and of course, all of those of you who are listening on the Sharks Audio Network. Tonight, for the first time, the San Jose Sharks organization will recognize one of their own with one of the highest honors that an individual player can receive, to have their number retired. Number 12 will never be worn by any San Jose Sharks player again. And it's only fitting that the very first person to receive this great recognition is the same individual who has played more games in a San Jose Sharks uniform than any other player and holds nearly every franchise scoring record. That player, of course, is Patrick Marlowe. Tonight, in front of Patrick's family, his friends, former teammates, and current Sharks players, and of course you, his fans, we will remember Patrick's legendary NHL career and the impact that he has left on the Sharks franchise and the San Jose community. Patrick is known for being a man of few words, but there are many words that can be used to describe him. Talented, dedicated, durable, fast, caring, passionate, humble. Furthermore, there are many numbers that can also be used to associate with Patrick. Number 12, of course, which is the reason we're all here tonight. but also the number 1,779. That is the number of regular season NHL games Patrick played in the most ever in NHL history. For more than 21 seasons and for 1,607 of those NHL games, Patrick wore teal and the Sharks crest on his hockey sweater. And he helped author one of the NHL's longest eras of sustained franchise success. Between Patrick's first season in 1997 and his last in 2021, the Sharks franchise made 19 Stanley Cup playoff appearances captured six Pacific Division titles, won the President's Trophy, made four conference finals appearances, and of course advanced to the 2016 Stanley Cup Final. And between Patrick's first season on the Sharks in 1997 through the 2017 season before he departed to Toronto, the Sharks' 802 
regular season victories were third overall in the NHL. And their 92 Stanley Cup playoff victories was also third. An amazing run of consistent excellence rarely seen in professional sports. Of course, on the ice, none of these achievements happen without the support of a team and dedicated teammates. Off the ice, it's no different, as each and every player who is lucky enough to reach the National Hockey League is supported and helped along by hundreds, if not thousands, of family members, friends, coaches, teammates, and probably even some strangers along the way. Well, fans, tonight we are very fortunate to have many of these individuals from Patrick's journey right here with us to help him celebrate this occasion. And it is an amazing group. Please join us in welcoming these very special guests to the ice. First off, please welcome Patrick's wife, Christina, and their sons, Landon, Brody, Jagger, and Caleb Marlowe. Patrick's parents, Dennis and Jeanette Marlowe. Christina's father and stepmother, Elmiro and Kim Albernaz. Christina's mother, Robin Ohm. Patrick's sister-in-law, Teresa, and their daughter, Ava. Patrick's sister, Denise, and her husband, Jody. From the San Jose Sharks organization, President and CEO, Jonathan Becker. The general manager of the San Jose Sharks, Mike Greer. Assistant general managers, Tom Holy and Joe Will. The man who scouted and helped draft Patrick Marlowe, our current senior advisor, Tim Burke. And finally, the head coach of Team Canada's gold medal winning 2010 and 2014 Men's Olympic and 2004 World Cup of Hockey teams that Patrick played on, Mike Babcock. Over the course of a 23-year career and nearly 1,800 regular season games, a hockey player will encounter hundreds of teammates. Some maybe only for a game or two, and others whom they may share a dressing room with for years or even decades. Many of those, particularly those who a player encounters earlier in their career, can have a lasting impact on the player and the man that they are to become, a true hockey family. 
Well, tonight, many of Patrick Shark's teammates have chosen to be here and to be part of this historic night. Now, please join me in welcoming back to SAP Center, Rob Blake. Curtis Brown. Mike Brown. Jonathan Chichu. Ryan Clough. Nils Ekman TJ Galliardi Adam Graves Scott Hannon Danny Heatley. Sean Hines. Kent Huskins. John McCarthy. Frank Shaft Douglas Murray. Evgeny Nabokov. Owen Nolan. The Sheriff is back in town. Scott Parker. Tom Peterson, Wayne Primo, Mike Ricci, Devin Setaguchi. enough already tonight about Patrick and his remarkable career. Now let's see it with our own eyes and remember the legacy of number 12 in San Jose.
San Jose is proud to select from the Seattle Thunderbirds, Patrick Marlowe. Tim Burke from the Sharks makes the announcement, and Patrick Marlowe will know the way to San Jose. Well, it's just great to see where you're going, and it's uh, just exciting, all the hype around it. And, uh, it's uh, been a dream of mine throughout the year, and it's just uh, overwhelming. It's great. Patrick Marlowe! San Jose in front, Marlowe there, shoots, go! Hockey League goal for Patrick Marlowe. Gets him in front, and they score! Marlowe! Marco Sturm, here's a breakaway for Patrick Marlowe. Scores! The first hat-trick in his NHL career! Patrick Marlowe! Marco Sturm, shot, block, Marlowe, score! What a goal! Marlowe shoots, snap! of a remarkable career. But without further ado, let us welcome the man who we are all here to recognize and celebrate. He is a San Jose Sharks franchise icon. Number 12, Patrick Marlowe.
that in 1997, this young, lanky kid from Aneroid, Saskatchewan, population less than 100 at the time, would go on to have the legendary career that he did. 566 goals, 631 assists, nearly 1,200 points, 109 game-winning goals. You talk about clutch scoring. He's tied for seventh in NHL history in game-winning goals. And he had a game-winning goal against every team but one that he played. He's played in more regular season games than anyone in National Hockey League history. But it's, but it's not just the regular season. 195 Stanley Cup playoff games, 177 of those right here in San Jose. Representing his native Canada, Patrick won two Olympic gold medals. He was a member of the 2004 gold medal winning World Cup of Hockey team, and he captured another gold at the World Championships in 2003. That's quite a resume. Now, how did he do it? Let's take a look back at this then young man who would go on to have one of the most remarkable careers in National Hockey League history. When Patrick was a little boy, uh, the population of, around Anwood is around 70 families. It's a farming community. Everybody cooperated and did things together. They were tight-knit in that you knew your neighbors, you knew all the community members, a very friendly community. Patrick, as a child growing up, was like any typical young child. He um, spent a lot of time outdoors, and of course he had his farm chores to do, but he was into sports most of the time. He just loved skating. I'd take him to the rink, and I got this chair for him to uh, push around the ice, and it, he went up the ice about halfway and he, he cut across. The, he says, Dad, I don't need this. And he just turned around and he, he skated off like as if... And this was one of his first times that he went skating. And Patrick always played up our age group. And you could just see when he played up, I mean, the, the leadership quality and that, that just came along with a 10, 12-year-old boy. When we met Patrick and we went out to his hometown in Aneroid, Saskatchewan, he gave us the directions to go out there and he was kind of like, oh, you're not going to believe this. There's no street signs. So you got to go down to a certain tree and take a right and then take a left. But on the first meeting, it was kind of eye-opening in the, the character he had. You could see it in the family. You know, when we first saw him, it was very clear that his number one asset was speed. It was a powerful speed. And he knew how to get open, and then he had a great release. And then there's something, too, you can't teach. You know, sometimes you can have that, but somehow pucks just don't seem to go in for certain guys. His pucks seem to go in. When Patrick got uh, drafted in Pittsburgh, that was an exciting time. And the Sharks uh, management, uh, they were really great with Jeanette and I. He was a classic of a high pick that can change the franchise for a long time. He it was one of those generational pieces for a franchise. He was that guy. At that time, until I got to know him, he came across as you know, very quiet and reserved. A lot of times that can be read as not intense. You know, we kind of get buffaloed by the guys with the 
yapping and the trash talking and things. But I think as you got to know him, you learn that not to be fooled. That deep down there was some intensity that far surpassed the guy with the big mouth. He played an exhibition game. It was either his 18th birthday or right in there somewhere. So, you know what? And I remember thinking after the game, hey, this kid's got a chance right away because it's just the way he plays and the way he thinks the game. He was one of those guys that when things weren't going well, he only needed one chance to score. And yet there's not a lot of guys like that, the one chance to score, and they could keep you in games. This guy got better as a player. And it's almost impossible because it's a version of hockey center. But I distinctly remember watching up top, and I'm like, holy smoke. I never made that play before. So it's really interesting. He was a better player eight years into his career, and you don't see that very often. Quite honestly, if Patrick Marleau would have come along five years later in the way the game's played now, he'd have went even to a higher level. You look at these young guys in the game now, these big kids that can really skate and handle the puck. But if I was one of those players and I had to pick somebody that I could emulate from years past, I'd pick Patrick Marleau. He's a role model, the real deal. I mean, we make so much of these guys with talent assume their character. No. Talent and character at times can be mutually exclusive, not inclusive. This kid was both. At the end of the day, Patrick's a great guy. The three things you want in your organization, you want great people, great teammates, and great competitors, and check them all off for Patrick Marlowe. Over the course of his life and NHL career, Patrick has crossed paths with thousands of people, many of whom played a part into who Patrick is as a man and who he became as a hockey player. But there were three individuals that Patrick wanted to play a special part tonight and share in this celebration, each of whom has impacted his life and his career. Kelly Rudy was a 14-year veteran of the National Hockey League when he came to San Jose back in 1996. And while they were only teammates for one season in San Jose, Kelly and his family played an extremely important role for a barely 18-year-old Patrick when he arrived in the Bay Area. When Patrick was drafted, that was a really cool thing because, you know, when you go second overall, you know that there's a lot of high expectations. And I kind of saw somebody similar to myself and a quiet person. And I personally wanted to sort of help him with his growth so it wasn't overwhelming to him. He was a great listener. He didn't speak a lot, but you could tell that he was very aware of what was going on around him. And I think when I really recognized Patrick was a great player was his wrister. I mean, he could score from distance. I knew that this was a, a talent that very few people possessed. And as he grew older and as he grew bigger, he was going to be one of the world's greatest players. But a week into uh, training camp, I remember thinking to myself, 
I wonder if it would be a great experience for Patrick and for myself and for our family, Donna and our three kids, if maybe Patrick would live with us. Over the course of the next few days, we decided that this would be something that we should uh, look at, and we did. And then I think about a week later, Patrick moved in with our family, and it was just a, an amazing experience for all of us. I felt like I had a son and our daughters felt like they had a big brother. And it, so it was amazing. You know, Patrick, we had a little guest house and uh, so Patrick lived there, but he was around us, you know, from morning to night. Patrick playing video games with the, the kids. Uh, Patrick just laying on the couch on a, a lazy afternoon. And, and most importantly, the memories I have would be after a home game in our little family room, the three of us would stay up and we'd have sandwiches. You know, after a game, there's so much adrenaline, it's it's not easy to sleep. And we'd maybe talk for about half an hour about the game, but it was more about learning how Patrick grew up on the farm and Donna grew up on a farm in Saskatchewan as well. And so, man, we would sit up till two or three in the morning. Those memories are just the most heartwarming. When I think of Patrick and our time together, I just think Donna and I are so proud of Patty and the life he's created with Christina and their family. And they look like the most loving parents. It's so rewarding to look back. If you didn't know Patrick was a professional athlete, you would think, wow, there's a really nice, humble guy walking down the street with his family and not somebody that has uh, earned the praise of millions worldwide. And I think that speaks volumes about who Patrick is, how he is raised, how he respects others, and there's no phoniness about Patrick. And you might be surprised that he's a world-class athlete. Patrick, man, I just remember meeting you in 1997 and uh, taking you into our house and just watching you over the years develop into the man you are, the husband, the father. I'm just so proud of you. Congratulations on a wonderful career. Please welcome Kelly Rudy. took over as head coach of the San Jose Sharks in 2008, and he helped lead the team to one of the most productive eras in franchise history. Between 2008 and 2015, he coached Patrick for 540 regular season games and 62 Stanley Cup playoff games. Fortunately for me, I had a, a relationship with Patrick uh, that developed well before our relationship together in, in San Jose. So uh, getting to know the family, uh, getting to know Patrick as, uh, as a young, young man, and then watching him evolve and, and having the honor of coaching him was uh, something special. Early in my career, I was in Detroit with the Red Wings, and we naturally had a, a vicious rivalry with uh, the San Jose Sharks. Preparation for the Sharks was never easy. And Patrick Marlowe, his speed, his skill, the impact he had on a game, a big part of our game plan centered around certain individuals, and Patrick would have been one of them. When I arrived in San Jose, I, I thought I knew Patrick fairly well, but what I learned a lot about Patrick is he cared deeply about his teammates, his team, the community. And uh, I got to physically see him work 
day in and day out. Um, I had heard about his work ethic, but the commitment to his body, to staying healthy, to being on time and being a true pro, um, that was evident day after day after day. And I think that's in large part why he was able to play the number of games he played. During my time in San Jose, we had a lot of wins in the regular season and, and in playoffs. And Patrick Marlowe played a, a key in, in those. He was able to play the game any way it needed to be played, whether it was physical, a skill game. Uh, he was able to score and check. Patty, captain for many years there and was a great leader. You know, and he was a, a player that maybe was underappreciated at times. He scored many, many big goals. But if you were there every day and you saw him in the locker room, uh, there was a lot of things that he struggled through to keep playing and, and to make the franchise better. The extra work he did uh, after practice and pre-practice um, all lent towards having a really long and healthy career. Um, that didn't happen by accident. He had to commit to those extra hours and an extra time. And he was a real good example for, for all the young players around there too. But the actual visual part of Logan Couture and Mark Edward Vlasic showing up the rink each and every day and visually being able to see him train to commit himself to the team and his teammates. There aren't lessons like that that are taught at training camps or anything like that. That's through osmosis and players watching and learning. Off the ice, I got to see him at different timelines in his life uh, as a single young man that uh, was enjoying life and, and trying to figure out uh, what was going on in the big city. And then all of a sudden he was married without children and then four boys showed up and he became a tremendous father. Patrick, uh, Christina, boys, um, congratulations on a heck of a career. Unfortunately, I can't be there tonight. Uh, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking of you and remembering uh, the great years that we had together. Your number and name going up to the rafters is uh, as well earned as anybody's in the history of the National Hockey League. And I'm one very proud former coach of Patrick Marlowe. We thank Todd McClellan, who is with his team in New York tonight for his special memories of his time with Patrick. Along with Patrick, he was one half of the Sharks' dynamic duo for 12 seasons. During which time, no NHL team won more games than the San Jose Sharks. Joe Thornton spent many years as Patrick's roommate on the road and fostered a bond between the two superstar players that remains today. I remember seeing Patty the day of the draft and I, we were both pretty nervous, you could tell. We were both excited for each other because we knew we were going to be uh, in the top three. We just didn't know where we were going to be, but for two small kids uh, to get drafted in the NHL it was a big joy for us. So when I got traded to San Jose, flying into Buffalo, and I had uh, Patrick and Kyle McLaren pick me up at the airport, and I thought, oh, this is, you know, I'm going to fit in just nicely here. And knowing that I wouldn't know too many people on the team and to meet me at the airport, it, it always meant, uh, meant a lot to me. So my first roommate as a Shark was actually Patrick Marlowe. We, uh, we were the same age, we knew each other from before, we had the same uh, interests, same likes. So we roomed together for a long time and I remember at a certain point they allowed you to have your own room after so many games. And, uh, and me and Patty talked about it. We just said, screw it, we're just going to be, be roommates uh, you know, a little bit longer. So I think we stayed roommates a couple years after. We probably should have separated, but the laughs just continued and there was just no rush to, to leave each other at that point. 
with Patrick, you know, I knew he was this big farm kid from, from Saskatchewan and he still knew who he was, where he came from. And I think that that's something that really uh, hit home to me because I was that same kid from my hometown. I think that never left both of us. It's, we still had heavy roots back in our hometowns. I always admired him about that. It's just, you know, he was who he was and you weren't going to change him. It just didn't matter who it was. It seemed like every time we needed a big goal, Patty was there. I remember a game in Detroit, very hard place to play back in the day. Patty buried in overtime, huge goal. Two years later, Vancouver at home to go on to the next series. Patty, overtime, game over, series over, move on to the next round. It was just, Patty had a knack of scoring big goals and big moments, and he did it time and time over again. To be selected to play for your home country is a huge honor. Patrick got to do it multiple times. He won gold medals everywhere he went. Two at the Olympics, won the World Cup, won the World Championship. So Patty did it all. It's a huge honor to do that. To have a career like Patrick did, it's just, uh, it's not by chance. Patty worked every day. Every day at something he loved to do. So it wasn't really work for him. He just enjoyed coming to the rink, sweating, trying to get better, having fun with the guys. And that was every single day with Patty. So everybody knew what Patty did on the ice, but off the ice, Patty's the man. A real dad. Loved the boys. I remember coming into practice, Patty would already have been here for an hour, hour and a half with the boys, but he always put the boys first. It really resonated with me when I had kids. I wanted to be as involved as Patty was with his kids. He was always there. So when we talk about Patty Marlowe's legacy as a hockey player, you gotta put most games played all time. Over 500 goals scored, game-winning goals. But for me, it's just Patrick being a great teammate. Always there for guys, always helping guys out, always in a good mood, ready to laugh, and always put in the work. But Patty really was one of the best teammates I've ever had. Patrick, it was an honor being your teammate for over a decade. Now I'm watching number 12 go in the rafters. Incredible. Enjoy the night with the family and friends, and thanks for letting me be part of your night. Love you, buddy. A Sharks legend in his own right. Please welcome Joe Thornton. That's pretty darn fantastic. Well, we have seen and heard some pretty remarkable tributes to Patrick Marlowe tonight about the man and the hockey player. And now, it's time to hear from the legend himself. It is my honor and privilege to introduce you, back at SAP Center, number 12, Patrick Marlowe.
Hello, San Jose. I've missed you all, and I'm so honored to be back here in the tank tonight. Fun fact, this is the first time I've ever had the needed a ticket to get into a game. So. First, I'd like to thank everyone here tonight. Thank you to the San Jose Sharks and to my wife, who have been working tirelessly this weekend to make everything go so smoothly, and it has. Before I begin, I'd like to acknowledge a couple people who are no longer with us, but have had an impact on my career. Brian Marchment was a teammate of mine for many years. But during my first shift in NHL, I had to avoid one of his iconic hits. Nothing says, welcome to the league, like mush zeroing in on you <laughs> during your first game. He ended up being instrumental in getting my wife to agree to go on a date with me, and I'll forever be grateful to him for that. One of the biggest influences on my career was Don Baisley. He was not just my agent, but my confidant, a friend and a trusted advisor. His advice, not just in hockey life, but my personal life, is something I will carry on with me for the rest of my days. Both these men are truly missed here tonight. I was just three years old when my dad first took me to skate at the local rink in Aneroid. And skating has brought me a happiness down in my soul. The smell of the rink, the laughs with my teammates, the competition, the thrill of victory, and even the sorrow of defeat that would fuel me to try and get better and stronger. Soon I was skating every chance I had on the frozen dugout our family, on the family farm. I idolized Mary Lemieux and the Pittsburgh Penguins, so I would pretend I'd be him winning Stanley Cups. Right there, during those brutal Saskatchewan winters, my dream was born. Those core memories, which centered on hockey and family, make up who I am. They are still the most important things in my life. My dream was to play in the NHL. Never could I have imagined having the honor of my jersey hanging above the ice. Making it to the NHL takes years of dedication, sacrifice, and hard work. Not just from the player, but the player's family and friends. There are so many people here tonight that have done just that for me. I love you too. Some of my best, friend, team, best friends and teammates from junior in Seattle 
and friends from Saskatchewan are here tonight. We all have families of our own now, and our kids play the sport we love so much. It comes full circle. That includes one of my best friends, Tony Mohagan. Tony and I met when I, we were 14, 15 years old. He's been a rock to me, not just for me, but for my family. Quick story about Tony. During the playoffs one year, my wife was pregnant and very, very sick. Uh, women are incredible, by the way. I, I was no use to her and our boys because, of course, playoffs. So, Tony took time off work as a firefighter in Edmonton, flew down, played Mr. Mom until playoffs were over. Taking our boys to school, to the park, made meals, grocery shopped, and cleaned the house. I don't think I've ever made my wife as happy as Tony did. <laughs> Tony also kept me accountable when I, when I was done playing. Showing up at my door to support me and even making fun of me until I got my teeth fixed. I could talk about all my friends here, but there's a Sharks game that needs to be played tonight. So thank you for being here, boys. I appreciate it. I was fortunate to play with some incredible men, many of whom you see here tonight. Guys like Mike Ricci, Adam Graves, Kelly Rudy, Mike Greer, Marco Sturm, Owen Nolan, Scotty Hannon, Sean Hines, who now coaches my, son, my oldest son, Landon Marlowe. Well, I don't know why I said the last time, but... Joe Thornton and Rob Blake and many others. Thank you all for being here. Each of you and those who couldn't be here tonight have made an impact on me both on the ice and in my personal life. I'm honored that you are all here tonight. To all my teammates during my career, thank you for being a part of my dream come true. I am beyond privileged to have been a part of so many great locker rooms and amazing teams. For all the toughness and fighting and competition that is hockey, it is also defined by a brotherhood that is a highlight of my lifetime on skates. In 1997, my hard work and dedication finally paid off. 
The night before the draft, Dean Lombardi, the Sharks GM at the time, was complimentary, but said, well, if we don't trade, you, trade our pick, we'll take you at number two. <laughs> it wasn't until I heard my name that I knew I was heading to California. Looking back now, Looking back now, it seems like a dream. All those hours at the rink, in the gym, schoolwork on bus rides, bumps and bruises along the way, to this very moment. Before that summer, I couldn't have told you where San Jose was. <laughs> I knew it was in California. It was a very big state. Uh, it didn't matter, because I knew that there was a newer NHL team there, and they wanted me. I was just 17 when I moved to San Jose. I was far away from my support system, my family and friends. I'll forever be thankful to the Rudy family for taking me in, showing me that fulfilling hockey career and family life are possible. That rookie season will always stand out because it was the realization of my dream but Kelly and Donna and their daughters treated me like a member of their own family. Kelly even took me to make my big first purchase, a new car. <laughs> he talked me out of the practical SUV I had been eyeing and convinced me that I needed a Corvette. <laughs> yeah. He even haggled and got me a great deal. When the season was over, Kelly asked for just one thing. To do the same thing for another young kid someday. Six years later, my wife and I just did just that. Thank you. During a road trip in 2005, I was told a trade had been made. Some guy named Joe Thornton. I had known Jumbo from playing with him at the U18 Pacific Cup and some world championships. We were drafted together, and now he was my teammate, and I was praying my line mate. <laughs> I got the benefit from him on the ice, but mostly a benefit from his optimism and being a great guy. He's become much more than just a teammate, but a friend I hope to have for life. Thanks for all those amazing passes, Jumbo. 
One of the questions I am asked most often, what are, what are the most memorable moments in my career? Trying to pick a favorite is near impossible when there are more than two decades to choose from, but there are a few that will always stand out to me. There's my first game, my first goal against Nikolai Habibulin. The first time in the playoffs or winning the first playoff series or the 2016 Stanley Cup Finals. Even simple moments like a great comeback in a game stick with me today. Scoring my 500th goal in Vancouver stands out because of the way my teammates so genuinely ecstatic for me. Their reactions made that moment a thousand times better. Winning an Olympic gold in Vancouver will stay with me all my days too. I don't know that I truly have a favorite moment. Because I was living my dream, my dream every day. And I got to do the, the majority of that right here in San Jose. My wife. My wife and children's hometown and a place I love. Another question is, what's it like to skate out of the shark head? <laughs> it's pretty damn incredible. The atmosphere in this building is second to none, especially during playoffs. I've watched this town go from a rookie hockey city to a full-fledged hockey town. The city I couldn't find on a map has become one of the best rinks to play in. The sounds of the goal horn going off will forever be music to my ears. Thank you for sharing your energy with me for so long. It's truly appreciated. <laughs> Walking into the next chapter hasn't always been easy, as I have lived and breathed hockey for 40 years. Like most professional athletes, I wish I could play forever, but it came time for me to be grateful for the career I had and to make room for the next generation and make their own dreams come true. However, I did not get here by myself. My parents, Dennis and Jeanette, are the ones who supported me from the very beginning and are the reason I am I'm who I am.
and why I have the work ethic I do. Even after more than 1,700 NHL games, I could always count on a call from my mom saying she had watched the game. Mom and Dad, thank you for the support and love and all the hours at the rink and in the car, warming up my frozen feet and for being my safe place. I would not be, not be here, or sorry, where I am today without the two of you. I love you. While mom and dad were driving me all over, my brother and sister, Richard and Denise, had to pick up the chores on the farm. <laughs> they did it without complaining. Well, at least not to me anyways. So. <laughs> Denise, your belief and incredible support helped me give me confidence that I could make the NHL. I knew you wanted my dreams to come true. Richard, thank you for making me tough. Without getting beat up by you, I don't know how... <laughs> I don't know if I'd have the pain tolerance I have today if it wasn't for you. <laughs> I'm proud to call you two friends and some of the people that I can trust and confide in today. Thank you for doing my chores when I was gone for hockey and when I would hide and shoot pucks in a barn just to get out of the chores. Love you too. My coaches throughout the years read like a who's who of hockey. Daryl Sauter taught me so, some tough love for love early in the, my career. Old school hockey those first few years. It made me driven to work even harder. Next was Ron Wilson, who showed trust in my ability to lead the team. Todd McClellan gave me a sort of stake in the team where I was entrusted to help make decisions with the core group, and he brought our team to the next level. Pete DeBoer took us to the finals and always supported me and showed me faith in my abilities. I got to play for Mike Babcock while in Toronto and for Team Canada. He had always shown a confidence in my career, which gave me belief in myself, and I'm so thankful for that. I also had the opportunity to play for Mike Sullivan in Pittsburgh and Bob Boomer. Thank you to each and one of you for these of these men because they've each taught me some, something special new about the game. I've always been fortunate to work with an amazing cast of assistant coaches and one that stands out is Jay Woodcroft. Woody would always take that extra time with us 
He invested in us as a team and as our coach. He wanted to get better with us, and I'm proud to call him a friend today. Mike Ricci has always been there for me as a teammate. As a teammate, a friend, an assistant coach, thank you, Reach. Dean Lombardi, thank you for drafting me to this city. Your decision in June of 1997 has given me this dream life. Tim Burke, thank you for passing along my name and during the scouting process. And I can't stress this one enough. Thank you to people of San Jose, the Bay Area, the Bay Area and the Sharks franchise. I had big dreams and you showed faith in me from day one. I hope, I hope that I've left the history that you and the city can be proud of. There are too many people to thank, but I need to quickly name a few. Sharks GM, Mike Greer. Sharks owner, Hassel Plotner. Doug Wilson, Jonathan Becker, Joe Will, and a couple of special teammates, Brent Birds and Joe Pavelski. Our trainers, Mike Aldrich, Ray Tufts, Wes Howard, Mikey Potenza, Roy Sneesby, Arnufo Aguirre, and Vinny Ferriolo. Many others within the organization have helped me all these years. People like Rosemary Teobaldi, Tom Holy, Scotty Emeritt, who work so hard behind the scenes and never get enough credit. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you to all of you who work to put these games together, who put these teams together, and keep the team healthy and going strong. Pat Brisson, thank you for your guidance during the last years of my career. You had big shoes to fill, and you did so gracefully. To the, Toronto, uh, to the Toronto Maple Leafs and Pittsburgh Penguins, thank you for the opportunities I had with each of your organizations and cities. I will forever be grateful for the experience I had. Getting to the end, I think. I'm almost there. <laughs> when I married my wife, I was embraced by her family. 
They had great, been great sources of support and have helped me so much with our boys, especially when I was on the road. Knowing Christina had, had them close by gave me comfort. My sister and brother-in-law even lived next door to us and we would had spent countless days, nights together, laughing and watching our kids grow up together. Thank you to the Alvernaz family and Ohm families for all your support over the years. I love you. To my sons, Landon, Brody, Jagger, and Caleb. I remember the day each of you was born, and I felt loved I had never known before. From that day forward, I knew I was going to do everything I could to be a good dad and to show how you guys to be good men. And I prayed that I could play long enough so that you'd remember watching me. <laughs> Don't be stealing the show again. None of this today matters without your support and love. I'm so proud of you, of the young men you are becoming, and the empathy and kindness you show to others. I wasn't the dad that could coach or go on field trips, so there are countless events I missed, concerts, plays, hockey, and baseball games. You never complained, but instead asked to come to my games, my practices, probably just to go in the locker room and grab some Gatorade and <laughs> bubble gum. You're su you supported me and you cheered me on every single day, and now it's my turn to do that for you. I've been given a chance to be part of your lives in a way that I wasn't able to while I was playing, going to tournaments, driving you to and from practices, even coaching Jagger's, Jagger's team who are in playoffs right now. Shout out to the Junior Panthers 12U. I love you boys so very much and I'm looking forward to supporting your dreams and I'll always be your biggest fan. even if it embarrasses you a little bit. I hope that you can be proud of me and maybe even take my advice in your own hockey games. This next part will have to be shorter than it deserves, or I'd end up being a puddle up here. Christina. You are my everything, my best friend. Because of your love and support, I had the career that, that was allowed to take priority at times and have a family life that I could never have dreamed of. Now that I am around more, I understand how much effort it takes to run our home of four. Make that five, boys. I now understand why you'd get mad at me when I come home from the road and throw out all the rules so I could play, forget bedtimes, 
turn the house upside down. I really don't know what I did to deserve someone like you. You've seen me at my best, you've seen me at my worst, and you've loved and supported me through it all. You've taught me how to have more courage, to love harder, to always believe in myself, and to accept that we will always have lots of animals. <laughs> and you make me laugh uh, daily. Ooh, almost threw it. In our wedding vows, we said that we were two that became one. So when you look up at that jersey, I pray that you know how much of your hard work and sacrifice it took for this to be possible. Thank you for choosing me to be your line mate for life. I hope that I can sh now show you the support and love that you've shown me throughout my career. To the game. You have fed my soul since that very first lap around the old beat-up rink in Anarud. It was love at first stride. Thank you, hockey, for the lessons, the laughs, the tears. You let me live out my dreams. And to the San Jose Sharks, it was in this very rink I grew from a boy with stars in his eyes to a man, a husband, and then a father. This will always be home to me. Thank you for this honor of a lifetime. has a reputation of being a really quiet guy. That was a wonderful tribute to everyone who has helped you get to where you are tonight. Now, before we formally retire the number 12, we only felt it that it was fitting that Patrick should join his former teammates who are over there like that and put this familiar sweater on, which will officially mark the last time that a Sharks jersey with a number 12 will be worn here at SAP Center. As we are all aware, tonight marks the first time that the Sharks franchise has retired one of their players' numbers up to the rafters here at SAP Center, where it will never be worn again. But here in the Bay Area, amongst the other major professional sports franchises, we have a rich tradition of superstar athletes who have left their mark on the field, in our hearts, 
and had the honor of having their number retired forever, just like Patrick Marlowe will tonight. And as we come to the crowning moment of our celebration, some very special guests from this Bay Area fraternity are here with us tonight to personally welcome Patrick into this exclusive club. Please join me in welcoming to the ice three Bay Area sports icons from the Oakland Athletics, Raleigh Fingers, from the Golden State Warriors, Chris Mullen, and from the San Francisco Giants, Barry Bonds. Well, folks, this has been a rather remarkable, historic evening, not only for Patrick, his family and friends, but for the San Jose Sharks franchise. It's a milestone achievement that will not only stand as a reminder of one of the most memorable eras of Sharks hockey, but a really a, a permanent celebration and a tribute to one of the greatest players in NHL history. Congratulations to Patrick, to Christina and the boys. And thanks to all of you fans for packing SAP Center at San Jose to be part of this special night. special edition of Sharks Hockey Digest, the Patrick Marlowe Jersey Retirement. This has been a special presentation of the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.